What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. In five, four, three, two, one. It's time for The Rundown with Rob Sanders. Well, we're waiting. Welcome into the Rundown. I am Rob Sanders. Thanks for joining me this afternoon here on Fox Sports Radio 1400 around the world on the iHeartRadio app. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. Today's show, we're going to have all kinds of great stuff today, just like we normally do. Today's show will focus a good bit on the Masters, though. We will have live updates from... Augusta, Christopher Thompson will be joining us shortly to give us an update on the Masters. We appreciate him uh, doing the hard work that he does down there. So we'll be happy to uh, give you some some uh, updates from Augusta. Right now, at the top of the leaderboard, according to Masters.com right now. Uh, Harding is... Oh, hold on. Yeah, I got to make sure I've got my stuff correct here. Justin Harding leads the way. He's at three under par. John Rahm, my pick from yesterday. If you were listening yesterday, I called John Rahm to win yesterday. And then, of course, he goes out today and is playing really great golf, which means that he won't be around on Sunday. But Rom is also tied for the lead at three under par uh, through 13. So some interesting stuff there. Tiger Woods, make sure that I give you the the uh, the Tiger Woods thing because everybody's all in love with Tiger Woods. Woods is at two under par. Louis Uthazen is at two under par. So they're one shot back of the leader. Tiger is through 13. He's playing with John Rahm this afternoon. So, yeah, so we have that. If you want to keep up with the Masters, of course, I've got the leaderboard up on my blog page. It's at foxsportsradio1400.com. Also today, some other stuff we're going to get into, including the South Carolina baseball program. Here's the thing with them. They're going on the road this weekend, and I think I've said it before. And I'll say it again. This series this weekend is one of the biggest series of the year for South Carolina. If they want to make the NCAA tournament, I think they need to win this series this weekend. I mean, I'm not that far-fetched in my thoughts. Currently sitting at 3-9 and nine in conference play, which means they have 18 games left. I think you need at least 14 conference wins. There's a chance... This Gamecock team may not make the tournament. 
not just the ACC, um, the SEC tournament, they may not make the SEC tournament if they don't fix their ways quickly here. Coach Mark Kingston did meet with the media, talking a little bit about that matchup with the Florida Gators. You know what you get when you play Florida. You're going to get outstanding pitching with a bunch of power arms. You're going to get an opportunistic offense. Um, You're going to get a very, very good athletic defense. They they shrink the field because they're so fast and athletic on defense generally. So, and we're playing in their ballpark. So it'll be a tremendous challenge and we just need to get on the bus ready to play our best baseball. This will be the midway point of, of the SEC season. Uh, down at four or three and nine in the league, do you all go to Florida feeling any kind of pressure or feeling feeling any kind of way with just the way that things have started? You know, I I, I hesitate to use the word pressure with our guys. I don't ever want to use that pressure. I, I want the guys to enjoy playing. I don't want them to feel the weight of the world on their shoulders every time we play a game. I want them to be disciplined. I want them to play the game the right way and, and live up to expectations. But I don't want them to feel pressure because in our game, when you feel pressure, you get tight. When you get tight, you don't play well. So we'll just go down there to win the first game, do the best we can, and regardless of that result, we'll do the next. Um, I think if you start to, to let all that heaviness come on to you, then the pressure gets a lot worse. And we can't we can't afford to look at our record and figure out standings right now. We just need to keep improving ourselves um, and figure out how to play better baseball and, and hope that the tide turns much like it did last year. Of course, last year, referring to that one and five start in SEC play, that eventually led to basically being one win away from going to Omaha. So, yeah, you have that out there. The Gamecocks have the capability. I think they've got enough players that they can do something. Carmen Malinsky, I think, coming back. He will not be back this weekend. But getting Carmen Malinsky back, your Friday night starter, that, that can help out a lot. That really can. So we'll get into uh, some more baseball here real quick. The Gamecocks, of course, are 3-9 and nine in conference play, three games set with Florida. Florida's 4-8 and eight in conference play. They were like one of the preseason top five teams in the country. Not so much right now. Not so much. So, if the Gamecocks are going to make the postseason, I think they need probably 14 conference wins, which means they've got 18 games left to play. They need to go 11-7. and seven. 11 and 7 the rest of the way. Now remember, they've got series with Mississippi State on the road. Texas A&M comes to town here in a couple weeks. You've also got, or is it next weekend? Next weekend, Texas A&M will be in town. You've also got a set with Vanderbilt as well. So at least three of those nine games are going to be, or excuse me, at least nine of those 18 are going to be against top 10 talent, or top 10 teams, by the way. So it's going to be tough for the South Carolina baseball team. We'll see how they do this weekend as they play at the University of Florida. Clemson this weekend is trying to stay in the running for the ACC Atlantic Division title. The Tigers right now sit, I think it's one game back of NC State, of course, NC State has had just a great, great season, but Clemson will head down to Florida State this weekend. Now, Florida State's a team 
They haven't been really playing that well. They really haven't. But Florida State has obviously some uh, some top talent. I think they're playing like their swan song for their coach. We'll see how the Tigers do in that. First pitch in tomorrow's game is at 6 o'clock as they head down to Dick Hauser Stadium. Overall, Florida State leads the series 76-69-1. and And they're a pretty good percentage there at Florida State, by the way, winning 39 of the 60 games. Davis Sharp will be on the mound tomorrow night against Drew Parrish, who's had kind of a disappointing year. He was was supposed to be one of the ACC's best. Matt Clark has been one of the ACC best. 7-0 on the season, a 1.98 ERA. And he is the reason I think that Clemson has kind of turned it around a little bit. But Florida State being led by Mike Martin in his final season, his 40th season overall. 803-978-1832 if you want to talk about the baseball games. Big series for both teams, in my opinion. If Clemson wants to stay in the Atlantic Division race, they will uh, do the best they can to try to keep that series going with Florida State. South Carolina, I think, needs to win the series with um, win the series with Florida if they're going to have a chance. If they're really going to have a chance of making the SEC tournament, much less the the NCAA tournament. 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. We will have an update from the Masters coming up here shortly with Christopher Thompson. He is down on site. He will uh, give us an update on what's going on at Augusta. We appreciate him joining us. He's down there. Uh, he's doing the hard job today. Everybody here does, wants, does not want to be Christopher Thompson having to go to Augusta and talk golf with us. Right now, it's interesting, though. Tiger Woods is one shot back of the lead. And right now is really interesting because leading the way is Jason Harding. Harding has had a pretty good round. And he is three under. He's finished for the day. John Rahm is now three under as he is through 13. Tiger Woods is at two under, and he is also through 13 as well. Webb Simpson's at one under. Louis Uthazen is at one under through 15 holes. Ricky Fowler's also at one under. Uh, Let's see here. Some other golfers. Matt Kuchar is at one under, and Horschel's sitting at one under as well. But Tiger Woods said a couple days ago, or was it, uh, yeah, he tells ESPN, I was done at that particular time talking about the 2017 dinner. He had to have a nerve blocker to deal with the pain in his back. So he said that now he's ranked 12th in the world, but he thought after the 2017 Masters that he was kind of done with golf. And yet he was able to bounce back, and right now, at one of the toughest golf courses in the country, the Masters is always tough, in my opinion. Wood sits one shot back of the leader at two under par through 13 holes. 
803-978-1832. If you want to talk about the Masters, we can also talk about... What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. The Gamecock baseball team, we could talk about the Clemson baseball team. Both teams are uh, have a big series this weekend. Other things we're going to get into this week, the five-star quarterback DJ Ugalele, the pro-style quarterback out of Bellflower, is going to commit on May 5th. He's the number six overall recruit in the 2020 class. Here's the interesting thing. He just visited Clemson this weekend. Could this be the next great Clemson quarterback? Clemson's already got the number two class in the country. Could this put Clemson up where they are number one? You know, you heard the story a couple days ago where Clemson basically told a five-star defensive player, we don't have room for you. The list of silent commits at Clemson must be absurd if they can tell a five-star guy, yeah, I know we offered you, but you may want to go somewhere else. If you want to talk Clemson recruiting, give us a call at 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. By the way, those Clemson baseball games will be live right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400, including tomorrow's matchup with Florida State. First pitch in that game is at 6 o'clock. We'll go on the air at 530 with that, live from Dick Hauser Stadium. Game 2 will be Saturday at 2 o'clock, 1.30 airtime here, also Sunday 1 o'clock airtime, 1 o'clock first pitch, 12.30 airtime. That's the best time to listen to a baseball game on a Sunday afternoon. It'll be a slow second, though, this week because of the Masters. You get that Masters nap. We talked about that yesterday. Lights out. Crazy good. One of the best things of the year. Some other stuff we're going to get into this afternoon. Um, I started. I found this article on Tennessee. And it talks about, will Tennessee snap its two-year bowl drought this season? We'll, we'll talk a little bit about the Vols a little bit. They're one of the more interesting teams in the SEC East. So we'll get into that. We'll also talk a little bit about the, oh, Louisville receives a notice of inquiry for the NCAA investigation. That means it's not good. We'll get into that as well. So... It's going to be interesting if the fallout from Rick Pitino, how that's going to affect the Louisville basketball team. Uh, What else can we get into today? Oh, I love it when teams bash each other. I like it when trash talk is all over the place. But it's really interesting, especially with the Steelers. They're asking ex-teammates to stop bashing them, basically. It's it's an absolute mess. Then you've got the set with Antonio Brown, who is uh, with the Cleveland Browns now. And he tell oh, excuse me, Antonio Brown's with the Raiders. Beckham is with the Browns. But Jack Del Rio says he's going to be a pain in the butt 
that's not really a glowing endorsement that you want in April. <laughs> An NFL head coach, former NFL head coach saying, yeah, this guy's going to be a pain in the butt. That's not what you want. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. If you want to get involved with the program today, lots of interesting stuff we can talk about. Did you think Tiger Woods was done? I thought that he would never get back on the golf course. The whole thing with his back, you got to have your back in such good shape. I didn't think that was going to work out for him. We'll also talk about the NBA for a minute. The playoff matchups are set. Some of them are really good. The list today, I will give you my five favorite matchups coming up uh, in the first round. The five that I absolutely want to see. So the must-see matchups from the uh, the NBA playoffs in the 5.30 break here. Excuse me, the uh, the uh, right after the 3.30 break. Next segment, though, we'll have Christopher Thompson live with us from Augusta. He will give us an update on the Masters as he is uh, live down there covering it for us. He is working all over the place and giving uh, folks updates, but he has uh, managed to give us a little bit of time here. Of course, the leader right now is uh, Jason Harding at a three under par. Uh, Tony Fanu has made has moved up a little bit. He's at one under par now. Woods, he's all he is now tied for the lead with Harding and John Rom. So it's Justin Harding and John Rom are tied for the lead with Tiger Woods. I'm sure Augusta is on fire right now with Woods through 14 holes has um, a share of the lead. It's a three-way tie at the top of the leaderboard. Harding is already through for the day. Rom and Woods are uh, on the uh, through 14th, so they're on the 15th hole in Augusta. So Christopher Thompson will join us in a minute from Augusta. Complete wrap down, wrap up, wrap in, whatever it is you want to call it. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm battling a cold, and it's made my brain like seep today. <laughs> I sound like a like a cat in a blender. It's just terrible. But we'll get through the show today. But Christopher Thompson is going to join us here in just a little bit. He will go over uh, what's going on with the Masters and give us an update from Augusta. So we're looking forward to that as well. Uh, also, make sure you check out the podcast for this show. It'll be up this afternoon about 5 o'clock. You can listen whenever you want. It's like DVR on the radio. Listen whenever you want. It's kind of cool. Also, don't forget, follow me on Twitter. I'm at Rob Sounds Good. Highlights from Twitter last night, including people upset that I never watched the series Friends. Also, people were upset that I have, I've never watched Seinfeld. I got mocked last night for that big time. All right, we take a quick break. When we come back, Christopher Thompson joins us from Augusta. This is The Rundown. You are listening to Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to the rundown. Let's head out to the hotline and welcome in our sports director, Christopher Thompson. Toph joins us live from Augusta. Toph, how you doing, man? 
I'm good, Rob. How about you? I'm doing well, sir. I'm taking a beating from folks on Twitter because they found out I never watched Seinfeld. But if that's the worst thing that I've done in my life, then I think I'll be in good shape, sir. <laughs> Shame on you. Shame on me for that. You are in the land of absolute... Uh, it is technically God's country down there in Augusta, the land of great golf and, of course, the world-famous pimento cheese sandwiches. But you got a golf tournament you're down there covering. Give us an update on the Masters. It is beautiful down here right now, no doubt about it. Now, the winds, the breezes are picking up a bit, so that may make things a bit more challenging for a lot of the golfers who had afternoon tee times. Of course, the story of the day, well, it was about to be Justin Harding, who's a Masters newcomer playing in his very first tournament, and he shoots 69 on the opening day. He has the first-round lead, but... Out there on the golf course, the guy who moves the needle when it comes to golf, Tiger Woods, has just gotten to three under par. First really bad drive he'd hit all day. He's been beautiful with the driver and with the tee all day long, but uh, hits a fairly bad drive, at least for Tiger's sake, uh, but winds up recovering, makes birdie. So he's now also at three under par through 14 holes of play. So is John Rahm, his playing partner, and Patton Kazire. Uh, they are the big stories, again, that three under par in at two under par. A uh, couple of players, including Corey Connors, who just qualified with a win last week at the Bolero Texas Open. He's joined by J.B. Holmes and Lucas Beauregard. As far as players who are out on the course, guys uh, just starting their rounds, as a matter of fact, Dustin Johnson is at one under par. Phil Mickelson at one under par. They're still playing the first nine. Uh, Ricky Fowler is at one under par. He is at 15, I believe. The big surprise of the day, as far as struggles go, would have to be Rory McIlroy. McIlroy bogeys number one, never really has looked comfortable, finally got to even par a couple of times, and then a bogey at 11, a bogey at 12. Uh, he's gotten it back to one over par, but for a guy who was the, the favorite, one of the betting favorites coming into this week, probably the biggest surprise as far as his struggles go. Tough, you mentioned the wind is picking up out there. Uh, that will make it a completely different course for the people that teed off. The last tee off tee time was at two. I mean, that makes it a completely different golf course for the rest of the day, doesn't it? It does, Rob, for two reasons. Number one, obviously, the, the swirling winds will be, uh, depending on where you're playing and which hole and which direction you're going in, you you may play that hole completely differently than you play it with there is no wind. And the second reason is this course was still playing soft and wet because of the storms we had on Tuesday. It was still a fairly soft course earlier in the day. The more wind we have, the more firm and fast this course becomes. Uh, that's good if you're hitting it out on the fairway and getting a nice long roll. But on these greens, these challenging greens with all the undulations, you get a firm, fast green and, and, you really see Augusta National showing its teeth. Tove, hey man, I appreciate you giving us an update from Augusta, and please make sure you don't need enough pimento cheese, man. <laughs> All right, Rob, we'll check in tomorrow at the same time. How about that? It sounds great, man. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Christopher Thompson with us live from Augusta National as he gives us an update there on the Masters. Harding, Woodland, Woods, Rom, Kazari. I hope I'm pronouncing his name correctly. I feel so bad with some of these guys that I've never like known who they were. And I'm trying to pronounce their names correctly. But basically, it's a five-way tie atop the leaderboard. Woodland's through 15. Woods and Rom are through 14. Harding is already in the clubhouse. Kazari is through 13. They are all at... 
three under par. And as Toph was saying, it's going to be a completely different golf course this afternoon with the wind picking up because that dries stuff out. I had friends that went down yesterday. They were talking about there was a lot of mud and in certain parts. Not that you would ever see the mud there, but you could tell it was really soft. Obviously, a soft golf course is going to give you higher scores or lower scores, excuse me. The lower scores right now are three under par. If these things dry out and it's almost like you're putting on a um, like a piece of glass, the ball is going to roll around a little bit, that's going to be a problem. Look for these afternoon guys, including uh, the last couple sets to tee off at 2 o'clock. Look for them, their, their scores to be up there simply because of the weather. The weather could have that much of an effect on it. Now, here's the other thing, too. They're expecting some late showers on Saturday. If that wets the course down, then Sunday morning, the, the people who play early on Sunday could have an opportunity to catch some guys that are on the leaderboard there. But it's like a 70% chance of thunderstorms in the afternoon. So the final round could get pelted with some rain which we've had it where there was a playoff in the past. But it's going to be an interesting set with the the course possibly drying out a little bit with the winds picking up. Beautiful day outside if you want to go and play golf. But if you're at the Masters right now, which I have, one of my friends is down there. He said he was going to um, listen on the way down there. But... And then I try to catch the last couple guys. The interesting thing here is is that with the uh, five-way tie for the lead up top, Tiger Woods already making himself known. I remember like uh, the year that Tiger Woods like led from the start, won it by I don't remember how many shots. But I mean on Sunday it was like he was just playing a, a push through. But right now, is it the renaissance of Tiger Woods, or will my pick John Rahm? be the winner. We'll see. Justin Harding is leading along with uh, Woodland and Kazare. Othazen's at one under. Leishman is at one under. Fleetwood's at one under. You've also got Horschel at one under. Kucher at one under. Fowler's at one under through 14. Kepka is at one under. Mickelson, only two shots back. He's only uh, five holes in, though. He may end up with trouble with the uh, the wind drying out the course a little bit, those swirling winds down there at Augusta may affect some of his shots. We'll see how that works out for Mickelson and Kepka as they both are, and Dustin Johnson's at one under, but both at fifth and the sixth hole. All right, if you want to talk about the Masters, give us a call at 803-978-1832, 803-978-1832. is the number to call. We'll talk about uh, an interesting article I read about Tennessee, the football team. Are they ready to break their streak? Is Tennessee going to go to a bowl? We'll talk about that in a little bit. Also, we'll talk about, uh, I want to talk a little bit about Clemson's recruiting. Clemson could have the number one recruiting class in the country. And if you remember, seven, eight years ago, it really wasn't that way. Clemson was right there, you know. 15th, 16th, etc. When did Clemson make the switch? 
and it's gotten them a ton of great players, and they've rode a lot of them to win a couple national titles. Influx with the Steelers, we'll talk about that as well. The list, when we come back, is my top five NBA playoff matchups, the five that I really want to see. And I'll give you an idea. There's like there's one that I'm like, ugh. I have no 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 qualms about seeing this one. Just not gonna happen. We'll talk about that and more in just a moment on the rundown. Of course, Clemson Sports Talk is next. They will follow me up this afternoon at four o'clock. Uh, Lawton Swan will join you. He is the czar of Clemson Sports. Check out his website, ClemsonSportsTalk.com. Make sure you check out my blog page, too. I've got everything on my blog page from soccer players bringing skulls to games. They are crazy down in Argentina. And the absolute best master shots of all time. I put the five best, in my opinion, on my blog page, FoxSportsRadio1400.com. We'll have an update on the Masters leaderboard when we come back. We'll also have the list Top five NBA playoff matchups. More in just a moment here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Strap in. It's time for the list. Today's list. My top five NBA matchups you want to see in the first round. Now, I know some are like, oh, I don't want to watch the NBA. But you watch the NBA. Okay. And I'll give you reasons why right here to catch these five matchups. So here we go. Number five. Number five, the 2-7 matchup with the Denver Nuggets and the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, you got to watch this because of Greg Popovich. He could take an, and build that seven team, that seven seed, and have the Spurs advance. A very interesting matchup there in the West with the Nuggets playing the Spurs. Number four. Number four, the Rockets and the Jazz James Harden, is he going to score 40 points a game? Will that be enough? Will Chris Paul be able to uh, not tear up his hamstring and get them through the first round? The Utah Jazz with Rudy Gobert. Rudy Gobert is one of the most underrated players in the NBA. It's going to be an absolutely fascinating matchup in the Western Conference there. That is number four. Number three. Let's head to the East. I like the Boston Celtics and the Indiana Pacers. Boston, I thought, was going to be the one seed all year. I thought they were that good. But they fall down to the four seed. I still think they're the one seed. I don't care about Milwaukee. Milwaukee has done nothing to impress me. And the Pacers, they're playing with a lot of grit. They lost their best player, but they are still a very good basketball team. Number two. Number two. This one is interesting to me because I like Philadelphia a lot. But I think Brooklyn is just a scrappy, scrappy team. Sixers versus the Nets, the three and six seed in the East. I think that series is going to go all seven games. And finally, and number one, the Portland Trailblazers and the Oklahoma City Thunder, the three versus the six seed. Uh, Russell Westbrook, he plays big in the playoffs, and he's got Paul George to help him, along with Adams, the big center there. The Trailblazers are, they're great. That's the only term that I can really use with them. They are just outstanding with uh, Damian Lillard. They play some really good basketball. That series, I also think, will go seven games. Now, there are some series that I'm like, ugh. The 1-8 matchups are going to be boring. 
Warriors and Clippers, I, that'll go four games. Warriors win that straight up. Bucks and Pistons, that might be interesting if Blake Griffin plays, but I expect the Bucks to rally there. And, or not really rally. I think they're going to win it outright probably in four games. The Raptors and Magic could be an interesting series for one game, meaning I think Orlando's going to win one game. Look for the Raptors to get the sweep there. Also, in the West, you've got the oh, the other matchup that uh, – oh, yeah, the Warriors and Clippers. I already talked about that one, but that's going to be an absolutely boring matchup there. As the Clippers are just, uh, they're upset they didn't get to get into the lottery. That's what being the eighth seed is in the West. You can win 44 games and not get into the lottery. That's just sad. Very, very sad. All right, so a quick update on the Masters leaderboard here. As we have some guys that are moving around a little bit. Currently, and of course this could change in a matter of seconds, in first place, it's a five-way, actually six-way tie. Harding, Scott. Scott has moved in there. He finished up his round. He must have just... Yeah, Adam Scott is at three under. Woodland's at three under. Woods is at three under. My pick to win it all at the start, John Rahm's also at three under. As they are right there, kind of clustered up at the top, along with Kazari. So a lot of folks uh, at three under par right now down in Augusta. Appreciate Christopher Thompson joining us earlier today. Give us an idea of what's going on down there. The weather's the big thing. Will it dry out? If it dries out, it's not going to be good. Not going to be good at all. All right, quick football note here. The Steelers. Steelers veterans are asking. They put a, a quote PSA on social media urging ex-Steelers to stop criticizing current players. Ben Roethlisberger and Juju Smith-Schuster are among the targets of criticism in the aftermath of the Antonio Brown trade. I think this comes back to what Jack Del Rio said. Brown is going to be a pain in the butt. It says, quote, moving forward, any former player or affiliate of the Steelers who has an issue with anyone still in the locker room, please contact me or Marquise Pouncey or anyone else you feel you can talk to. Whoever you had an issue with, we will get you their number so you can address them. I promise. These media takes might give y'all good traffic on your social media outlets, but the guys still in that locker room who still, y'all still know them personally, have to answer for your comments. Call them what you want, but call them personally and tell them. Defend who you want to defend, but you don't have to mention the team at all. Um, I think that's... I guess that's kind of the grown way to do it. Me personally, I would be firing back on Twitter. I would be pounding on Antonio Brown on Twitter. Congratulations, you've gone to the Raiders. You're not going to make the playoffs. We'll never see you on the playoff field again. Sucks to be you. But then again, I'm very childish when it comes to online social media. So maybe you shouldn't. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't take the Rob Sanders guide to social media. But it is sad that a lot of these guys take to social media and they don't go and and try to settle it up man-to-man. If you had a problem with a guy, go and tell him. Not that complicated. Not that complicated at all. 
So the Steelers are trying to put it out on on Instagram, Facebook, etc. Hey, look, if you have a problem, try to solve it here. Interesting way to do it. Very interesting way to do it. Uh, one other note today that came out about the South Carolina women's basketball team. They've lost four players. wonder what's going on there. Kind of an interesting thing there with losing that many players up front that quick. I don't know what's going on, but that's an interesting thing down there with Don Staley. Heck of a basketball coach. I asked fans to remember, though. Remember Kelsey Bone. Kelsey Bone was like her first real pick that, our first real pickup as far as a major recruit that came to Columbia and left. She went on to go somewhere else. I, I, I don't know what's going on down there, but if it's an issue of you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen, then go. Because we know that Staley's a winner. We know that. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. I will be out at the live PD show that is coming up on Saturday at 6 o'clock. It's at the State Fairgrounds right across from williams Bryce Stadium. They're going to have a bunch of the officers there. I'll have an officer at my uh, table there with myself and uh, Gary David from 560 WVOC. Come by and meet one of the live PD officers this Saturday. You want to come out and say hello? I'll be out there from 6 till 8.30, I think. Then they're going to actually have the live showing there with big, huge bubble TVs. You could win a Q&A session with Sticks, the, P, uh, the uh, police officer. So come by the State Fairgrounds on Saturday. Doors open at 6 o'clock. More of the rundown in just a moment. This is Fox Sports Radio 1400. Welcome back to the rundown. I'm Rob Sanders. Podcast for this show will be up this afternoon. Listen to whatever you want. Have it up about 5 o'clock today. Make sure you check that out. Find that wherever you buy, sell, steal, however you get your favorite podcast through iTunes, through Spreaker, whatever you go through. All right, so final couple of notes today from my stack of stuff include Louisville basketball receives a notice of inquiry for their NCAA investigation. According to Jeff Greer from The Athletic, the NCAA has given Louisville a verbal notice of inquiry, which he says explains the signals to the start of an infractions investigation per his report the investigation stems from the ncaa's response to the fbi's college basketball corruption case that has already seen several men found guilty this is going to be an absolute mess louisville was forced to vacate its 2013 ncaa title as a result of its infractions you know what i have a problem with that if you're going to force them to vacate it, we need a champion. Am I wrong to think that? that like, If they're going to vacate a title, we should actually have a champion. All this stuff where on paper you don't have it, that's stupid. They won the national title. Did they cheat to do it? Yes, they did. You figured out that they cheated. Congratulations, NCAA. Appreciate it. But... Louisville cheated. We got that. But the reality is, is that saying that you're, you're going to take their, their their national title from them, whatever. 
the guys who played that game, the guys they beat in the tournament, they know who the best team was. They know who it is. This is not rocket science, folks. 803-978-1832. 803-978-1832 is the number to call. I think it's stupid to say, all right, we're going to take their national title from them. I mean, they won the tournament. If you're going to take it from them, give it to somebody else. Who'd they lose to? Who'd they beat in the final? Give it to them. Stop with this whole mess of we're going to take your national title from you. Really? They still won. Their fans are like, yeah, we still won the national title. We won the whole tournament. Insanity when it comes to the NCAA. Final thing I've got here today, an interesting article about Tennessee. Will they snap their two-game bowl drought this two-year bowl drought this season? I think that the Tennessee Volunteers are going to be one of the surprise teams in the SEC. And I'm telling you about it now in April. That way you're not shocked come October. I like what Jeremy Pruitt has done. They went five and seven last year, but they were more competitive. They were just more competitive across the board. Are they going to win the six games to get to a bowl game? Yeah, I, I think so. So Auburn comes off their schedule. They get Mississippi State as their cross-division matchup. they still got Alabama, and they've got Georgia and Florida and the rest of the East. But I think that they have the opportunity to be – a surprise team in the SEC East this season. They have uh, UAB is one of their non-conference games. I think they'll pick that game up. The only other game Tennessee was close to winning last year was the South Carolina game. They won 27-24 on the road. That, in my opinion, is going to be the pivot game for both teams. Whoever wins that game is definitely going to a bowl game, in my opinion. Their November schedule, by the way, is very manageable. They got UAB, road trips to Kentucky and Missouri, and a home game against Vanderbilt. So the toughest part of the season is the first part of the season. Then you have four games at the end where it's highly possible you should be, you know, within either favored or within three points, in my opinion, with Vanderbilt, Kentucky, and Missouri. But Vanderbilt, of course, does have a three-game winning streak against the Vols, so they can, it's not like the Commodores are intimidated by Tennessee at all right now. But I do think that the Vols have a chance where they could be 7-5 and five if they get a bounce or two their way. Maybe go 8-4. and four. So... One writer from Athlon Sports says, should be favored in all four non-conference games. BYU and UAB can be tricky. They draw Mississippi State, travel to Tuscaloosa. South Carolina comes to home, comes to them. At Kentucky, at Missouri, following a bye, and at home against Vanderbilt will likely decide the fall's offseason fate. If Tennessee can win two of those three, I think they should win them all. Pruitt will have the Vols back in a bowl game. So I'm telling you about it now. I think Tennessee, everybody talks about Tennessee is down. Tennessee is down. I like Jeremy Pruitt a lot. I like what he's done up there. 
He went and got some junior college help to uh, shore up the defensive line. And I think they're going to be better. Now, where does that put South Carolina? I don't know. South Carolina, they bring Zach Pickens in. That's their biggest guy that, in my opinion, has an opportunity to do some damage. But I'm not sure with the Gamecocks yet. I need to read some more. I'm not really impressed with the offense, especially with Debo Samuel gone. But as one of my friends says, we'll see. We'll definitely see. All right, quick update from the Masters. Harding, Scott, Woodland, Woods, Rom, and Kazir all are at three under par. Woods through 16, Rom through 16, Woodland through 17. Scott and Harding are finished for the day as they are uh, winds are picking up at Augusta. Some other golfers include uh, Hatton's at two under, Fanot is at one under, Hoffman's at one under, Uthazen is also at one under. We also have uh, Na at one under, Lee is at one under, Langer's at one under, DeChambeau is at one under, Mickelson is at one under, he's through seven holes. Some guys that are even include Weir, Simpson, Stanley, Kyle Stanley there at even through. He's finished on the day at even. Uh, a couple other names here. I gave you Stanley already. My computer's acting silly. Is that, yeah, Bubba Watson's at even par. Garcia's at one over. Reed is at one over. Howell's at one over. So if you're within four shots of the lead there, I think you're in pretty good shape. But as of right now, I, there aren't really any bar crazy, crazy scores out there yet. Let's see here. Got a couple of six overs. Fred Couples is at six over. VJ Singh is at eight over through 11. Cabrera, the former national uh, Masters winner, is at 10 over. And he is uh, at, in last place right now. But interesting. Everybody kind of tangled up there through the top. But right now at three under par, you've got Harding, Scott, Woodland, Woods, Rom, and Kazir. Connors is also at two under. Holmes is at two under. Ricky Fowler also sits at two under par. Lawton Swan of Clemson Sports Talk joins you next. He will take you home this afternoon. I will be back with more tomorrow. On the rundown, Christopher Thompson will join us tomorrow. Give us a Masters update. And whatever else I can come up with, we'll be happy to have you here on The Rundown right here on Fox Sports Radio 1400. Podcasts for this show will be up at about 5 o'clock this afternoon. I'm Rob Sanders. I'm on Twitter at Rob Sounds Good. Of course, you can reach out to me there. You can follow me on Facebook as well. More of The Rundown tomorrow on Fox Sports Radio 1400.